I'm so excited for wherever the hell we're going. This is just for fun, guys. But I've developed this theory of this little test Mm -hmm. you can do when you're trying to work out if someone is right for you. This is so fucking fun. Hit me. Okay. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favorite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. So we're back in your ear holes for some more unqualified advice. <laughs> unqualified, qualified. Qualified in the way that you may have experienced it ourselves. Exactly. And I, I just getting in here like for a little disclaimer early. Any <laughs> advice that we give on the podcast, the whole premise of the show, once again, I know we've said this before, but this could be someone's first episode or who knows, they could have forgotten we've said it. This whole podcast is supposed to be a chat with your friends over drinks. Mm. Yeah. So this week we are having a chat with your friends or you're listening in you're eavesdropping on our chat <laughs> about love and relationships we're giving love advice because we love giving our opinion <laughs> we're, exactly we're the best in that we are the experts at love <laughs> we are the love gurus so tune in and be enlightened hmm. with our words of wisdom no but seriously guys this is just for fun giving our two cents you're coming to your friends for some advice. Maybe you'll agree with it. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll follow this advice and it will ruin your life. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that exciting? Exactly. Who Keep knows? You on your toes. So before we get into the questions, how's your week been, Chloe? My week has been good. I did, after we recorded the podcast on Saturday, I burnt my neck that night on I a... I know where that was going for a second. Yeah. I burnt my neck on a curling iron. Yeah, really badly. Really, really badly. Look at it. Oh, yeah. And then, so every night... Half her neck is missing. Yeah, it's severe. It it looks really gnarly. And a couple times on Saturday night, people thought that it was a hickey. But other people have been like... Like an infected hickey. (laughs) Yeah, well, now it looks infected. It wasn't on Saturday. But now people are being like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And it looks like I've been, like, abducted. (laughs) And it's not fun. But one story I did have to say about it was every time that I get out of the shower or like a couple times a day, I've been putting uh, Lucas Pawpaw on it. And I didn't do that last night when I got home. Woke up in the middle of the night in fucking agony. Really? And yeah, because it must have been like I had a shower and then went straight Protecting it. But I feel like the Pawpaw ointment, all that would be doing is providing like a protective seal now we're going into medical advice <laughs> that's all it needed to do though i, I went feel to like bed you last want something night. on there that's going to heal the yeah. healer and okay like heal that's the not the story scar. okay it i can't do that an open wound though no i went to sleep last night straight after a shower got into bed i woke up in agony last night because my hair had you know how it burns like uh, seep like yeah. it was seeping and my hair got stuck into it and my pillow got stuck into it so it was ripping and i woke up Jesus, and I, was like, I was eating right now my god and i was in so much pain and i like sat up and then my hair started like going out of it and i was like oh my god and I, like, how much hair was stuck in this wound all of the hair that was possible <laughs> to be in there every inch ah. of the wound was filled with hair follicles <sighs> and then i went to the bathroom and i was like oh my god no and then it's like every time i moved my neck it was like pulling on it, it was so painful was it bleeding no just weeping like sad girl weep <laughs> and then i looked in the mirror and i was like oh my god and then i was just like fuck it and i like pulled it and then it like oh, it was just a nightmare then, but then i put some bleeding? no it hasn't bled yet it's just like 
was just tearing up, you know? Right. She's just like, she's not full depressed. She's juicy. just like a little bit sad. Juicy juice. Mm. Gross. Okay. So that's how Chloe's week's been going. She's <laughs> <laughs> been dealing with that. And so that same night, I cut off one of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, my week's been a bit better than that. I've been going on some really pretty walks and just really enjoying the end of autumn, you know? I love the nature. I love the nature. I do love the nature. And I just need to embrace that side of my personality <laughs> a bit more and really get up and personal with the nature. Actually, on my way here, um, I was dropping one of my girlfriends home and it was kind of like a nice sunset. So oh my God, how nice was the sunset tonight? Stunning was. <laughs> You've got no idea how good the sunset <laughs> Cotton was. Cotton candy skies. Yeah, gorgeous. And we're going on the beachfront and I was like, should we just pop in for a little happy hour drink? We just stopped for a little Prosecco. It was adorable. I love that. Where did you go? Just the beachfront at DY, that Coretto place. Oh happy yeah, hour, I've been there before. $7 wines. We wanted to get a rosé. They didn't have any rosé. Blasphemous. So we got a Prosecco, but it was nice. I feel like bubbles make me a little bit... Bubbly. Mm. I actually have a funny story about that place. I was out this one time and I can't remember how it got brought up in conversation, but I was sitting at a table with like, <laughs> well, he's enthralled. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest yawn I think I've ever done. I feel like I transformed into a werewolf. My jaw detached. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was trying to be so she quiet. <laughs> You were trying to be quiet so that the audience couldn't hear, but all I can see is you turning <laughs> inside out, out of my mind from the mouth. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was sitting. So Chloe, you won't, you won't be. You're on the edge of your seat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting at this big table with like a whole bunch of randoms. It was like me and like maybe two friends, and then like we just all shared, like jumped on this table with like a bunch of different people. <laughs> I just walked past, you're like, hey. Okay, so we're at Jetty Bar, and at Jetty Bar, there's only a finite amount of tables, Mm. and so table space is. I wasn't at Jetty Bar, by the way. I was at a different venue. I know you're not. You weren't. It's a story about Credo, but this is where I was mm. talking about it. And mm. so I'm sitting with a bunch of random people. I, that's why I wasn't going to bring up those at Jetty Bar because that's got nothing to do with it. But basically it's that's why I was sitting with randoms. And then someone brought up Credo. Maybe they'd been there earlier that day or something like that. And then I was like, oh, I've been there before. I went, I'm trying to think. I think I said, my friend was trying to – the guy that owns it is really hot. I think my friend was trying to set me up with him or something like that or my friend was trying to get with him, something along those lines. Mm. And the girl across the table was like – started laughing and the girl was like, that's her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, that's so awkward. And it was like one of those stories that you say you completely exaggerate. Like this had happened ages ago. I was like – he was like – slightly good looking and like i don't even know if my friend was actually keen on him or mm. whatever but i was just like making conversation with, with this randoms and then it just i like, am totally second-hand embarrassed right yeah. now. and i was like oh really well this is ages ago i don't even know it's the same guy that i do blah blah i was just like oh god mm. swallow me up and then okay. i went and dove off the jetty Swam all the way to Greta, and now we're together. <laughs> Made him break up with his girlfriend. Perfect. I did that same thing tonight. He is hot property, guys. <laughs> Get after this owner of Greta. God, I hope he doesn't listen. I hope nobody listens. I hope the girlfriend, girlfriend doesn't listen. She's probably a fan. Shout out. All right. So let's just get straight into the questions before we embarrass ourselves anymore. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Question number one. Should trust be earned? I like that saying, trust everyone, 
until they give you a reason not to. Okay, that's Chloe's opinion. <laughs> I'm going to counter that. <laughs> no, so I have heard that. And I heard someone say once that you shouldn't make anyone earn your trust. You shouldn't make anyone prove to you that they deserve to be trusted. You should just trust them straight off the bat. It's unfair to make them earn your trust kind mm. of thing. But then I was listening to our Lord and Saviour, Jay Shetty. <laughs> <laughs> your Lord and Saviour. Oh, no. I'm just obsessed with it. Because, like, I'm... As you guys probably all know, I'm not like out here trying to find my soulmate or anything. Like <laughs> Wait, that. you're not? <laughs> but for the podcast, he is just great for like content for you mm. guys and stuff. And, and like, he's all super you- underground and like no one's yeah, heard of him. No as one's well. heard. So like, I just thought it'd be a really good opportunity <laughs> to bring some light to some of the great work that this guy's doing, and it's going unnoticed. <laughs> He's featured on some like really underground podcasts, like his own podcast. That's one of the most popular in the world and call her daddy and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. No, he said that trust should be earned. And then we learn to trust people based on experience and evidence and that we should give people the opportunity to show that they are trustworthy. So you shouldn't just trust everyone straight away. Mm. And I thought like, I was just thinking of like an other analogy like a non-romantic analogy that kind of makes this make sense like a doctor well if someone doing your own research yeah exactly because we'll get like shadow banned if we talk about that <laughs> no but just imagine that someone comes up to you off the street and they're like i have this life-changing business opportunity for you it's going to make you so rich trust me give me all your money right now and i will make you a millionaire yeah trust them until they give you a reason not to (laughs) you're not gonna i mean my quote i mean like in relationships with friends and partners like lovers but i'm not saying like go out here and be like absolutely like still have your guard up Mm. but i just feel like in past relationships myself they had been cheated on in the past so they just assumed that i was going to do the same thing yeah it's like you can't be basing me off your previous experiences totally i'm not not saying that you should not trust them (laughs) but i'm saying that you shouldn't trust them if that makes sense yeah he also said in another interview that i heard he said something about like people usually think of trust as binary. Like I either trust you or I don't trust you, Mm. but there's like levels to it. And there's so many gray areas. Yeah. And I think like you shouldn't just blindly trust them. Just like you're not going to blindly trust this random off the street. That's saying they're going to make you rich. If you give them all your money, you shouldn't just blindly trust anyone because you think that's like what a relationship is. Mm. If you're still getting to know someone, obviously like deep into the relationship, you should be trusting them. Mm. But at the same time, you shouldn't go into it assuming that they're going to like expecting them to betray you or expecting them yeah. to screw you over or going into it like with a suspicious frame of mind or thinking that they're like always lying when they've given you no reason to believe that. But I just think you shouldn't blindly trust them from the start. That's the only thing. I'm just thinking that they should still have to earn your trust. Yeah, I agree with that. I just don't trust anyone these days. That's well, that's what I'm thinking as well. <laughs> From all of our past experiences, it has taught me you learn things, you learn how to like survive in the world mm. by your experience and by what you're perceiving, like evidence that mm. gives you like teaches you things, right? If I base my ideas about whether people are trustworthy or not trustworthy on my experience, on your experience, on Jade's experience, on all my friends' experience, I am inclined to think that maybe people aren't that trustworthy or maybe they should earn your trust. Mm. And I think you should go into it with a bit of a guard up. Mm. 
you should just have your like wits about you kind of thing. Mm. But you should also not go into it with a full hostile frame of mind. Like you're going to cheat on me. I'm just waiting for the Mm. day or something like that, you know. But something that Jason Shetty did say is that every little thing that someone does proves to you that they can be trusted. So, for example, if they say they're going to call you after work, they call you after work and then you're like, Okay, like that's evidence that Mm. they've proven that they can be trustworthy. If they say they're going to see you on Saturday, they make plans to see you on Saturday and then they follow through with those plans and you see them on Saturday. Mm. But if they're like bailing on things and stuff like that, then even though it's not cheating or something that we often think about when we think about trust, it's all these little things that proves that what they say and what they do are aligned. It doesn't, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's our answer to that. (laughs) I feel like we've covered all bases. We have. Question number two. How can you tell if you're with the right person? I like this one. God, I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) Reel me that. All right. So this is just something that I did with my friend one time. And then I developed a full theory. And now I'm doing a thesis. And I'm so excited for wherever the hell we're going. This is just for fun, guys. But I've developed this theory of this little game you can play or this little test that Mm -hmm. you can do when you're trying to work out if someone is right for you. So you're going to score each of the following out of 10 and then get a final score out of a hundred. So you're going to combine all of your scores of 10 and that's the percentage that you should be with them. It's Mm -hmm. just a bit of fun guys. Disclaimer, this has not been proven, Mm -hmm. although it has been proven. You should break (laughs) up with your boyfriend if you don't get a good score on this. This is so fucking fun. Hit me. Okay. So these are in no particular order, just how my brain was working. Number one, happiness, kind of self-explanatory, but just quickly, how they make you feel, how good you feel around them, how they make you feel about yourself, Mm -hmm. how happy you are around them. And you rate that out of 10. Yeah, rate that out of 10. Next one, values. Maybe they have similar values on the big ones. You respect their values and they respect yours. Mm -hmm. Your values don't have to be the same, but they're not at odds with each other. Mm. Okay. Next emotional connection that's kind of self-explanatory as well like deep conversations you feel Mm. like you emotionally connect you connect on a deeper level Mm. next chemistry sex and attraction i originally had these as all three different ones but then i thought no they should probably be looped together yeah so your chemistry with them whether you feel that spark there how good the sex is how physically attracted you are so just basically like the physical attraction Mm. support and trust Do you feel like they support you and like they're your teammate? Do you trust them? Do they have your back? Do you feel safe when you're with them? Mm. Do they trust you as well? Like, are you going out and they're bombarding you with phone calls being like, where the fuck are you? Exactly. I saw you on someone else's story. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Sense of humor, similar sense of humor and how much you laugh together. Mm. Like you just constantly like having fun and laughing together. Next interests and lifestyle. You can have different interests and do things separately, but it helps if your lifestyles are aligned, you get along with their friends, you fit into each other's lives, etc. Mm. Next one, communication slash conversation. So open, honest, safe communication, clear communication. They communicate well with you. You have good conversation. You're not just sitting there with nothing to talk about. Mm. Next the relationship is mutual and equal. So they value how you feel. You feel like an equal partner. It's not always their way. Mm. You're not having to constantly appease them. Mm. And finally, goals slash views for the future. Either they are aligned. For example, you both want kids one day, something Mm. like that. 
or you feel like they support your goals and you support theirs. They're excited about your wins and respect your goals for the future, etc. This is such a good little list, Lauren, and I'm really on board with this thesis that you've come up Thanks. with. And I feel like everyone I see in the future, I'm going to line this Goodness. up and be like, are you worth my time? So now I've got a little, a little scoring system. If you scored below 50, you're probably with the wrong person. Mm. Break up. Jokes. Don't take me to court. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I can't Don't go back there. Me. If you scored below 70, you might not be aligned or as happy as you think. Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I'm in a relationship. This is going well. But then you're like, do they even make me happy? Yeah. Do they value what I value? I really want kids and they don't want kids. Yeah, exactly. If you scored above 85, then you're probably with the right match. At least on paper. And if you're in between 70 and 85, that's the no man's land. And I can't help you there. (laughs) I've got to work out what that means. That's like... Mm, give or take mm, maybe yeah, it's pretty like good. we have a bit to work on we'll see in the next yeah, year not, like, not perfect but yeah, yeah pretty good doing pretty well anyway guys that's my little theory Sorry, I love I need to pattern so that. much next question question number three why does it hurt so much more when a relationship ends out of nowhere interesting very interesting <laughs> next question <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's because it's like the unknowing of what it could have been. Yeah, and it's kind of like blindsided. Yeah. I think it confuses people when it ends out of nowhere and you didn't see it coming. Mm. And it makes you question your judgment. Because mm. if you're thinking it's out of nowhere, that means that you thought that it was going well, going really well up yeah. until that point. And then if they just end things out of nowhere, I think that sometimes as well, like I don't know in what context there's so many different like situations it could be like that tiktok theory that we spoke about where the guy thought he got broken up out of nowhere but it was because of a whole bunch of little things that he wasn't doing and then it seemed like she just broke up with him out of nowhere Mm. but if it is that everything's going well and then out of nowhere like there really wasn't a whole bunch of things that you weren't just like sailing along and thinking everything was good when it wasn't really if things really are going well and then all of a sudden it abruptly ends Mm. i think that sometimes people think if you just end it out of nowhere or like ghost someone or something it's like easier to do it that way than to like have the conversation about why you're actually ending things cowardly way out exactly but i heard one of our friends said this recently and i was like wow this is such a good point she said that you should take them on the journey with you Mm. so it's not so out of the blue so you're like saying things like oh, you know, like I'm really having fun. I'm just like, I'm not sure where my mind's at lately Mm. or like I'm going through a bit of like a hard time lately or a weird time. I just need a little bit more space. Do you know what I mean? Like slowly kind of peter it out, Mm. like do a bit of a slow fade, a soft fade, maybe stop replying to their messages or don't be as like jokey and normal in your messages and stuff. Give them little signs. Stop. stop, Don't make any plans. Stop replying. yeah. Yeah. Don't message them, like kind of pull back and stuff so that they're aware. So then it's not such a shock. Don't be Mm. like laughing at all their jokes, like bringing up personal jokes, trying to make plans, introducing them to your family. And then the next day being like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting point. And that just reminded me of that, like taking them on the journey with you a little bit, I think is a better idea. I love that idea, but I really have no faith that like, especially men <laughs> will do that. We'll do that. They just like the easy way out all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think that that's just really mature and so emotionally like advanced and to do sensitive. That. It's emotionally yeah. sensitive. I just don't believe that many people would do that. It's yeah. sick if everyone, it's like that. Maybe not to that extent. Cause 
that movie's pretty hectic. But what's that Ricky Gervais movie where you can't tell a lie? The Invention of Lying. Yeah. And they're sitting at dinner and he's like, she's like, I don't know if I'll sleep with him. He kind of looks like a pig or something. But I feel like <laughs> there's so much in that where it's like, I feel like if you had to tell everyone the honest truth, not necessarily be like, I'm not going to sleep with you because you're ugly. Yeah. Like, it'd just be so much easier. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep with you because you're ugly. <laughs> you make my vagina turn inside out. <laughs> completely sewn up down there because of your face. <laughs> so in answer to your question of why does it hurt so much more when a relationship ends out of nowhere, I think it is that. I think it is because you weren't taking long for the journey. It's You feel completely blindsided. It makes you throw into question your idea of whether you even you can trust yourself in knowing whether something's going well or not. Mm. But yeah, that's our thought on that. Slow fade, people. Number four... How do you know when you're ready for a relationship? We kind of touched on this last week, but I think you have to make sure that you are secure enough in yourself that if anything bad happens with this relationship, you're going to be fine after it. I think you have to make sure that you've done the self-work and you feel happy. Complete on your own. Yeah. And you have to think, is this relationship going to make my life better? Or am I looking towards this relationship to make my life better? Or good? Like, yeah. If you're feeling lonely or unhappy or you have low self-esteem and you think a partner would make you feel better about yourself, that's just seeking external validation. And that's not a reason to get into a relationship with somebody. Mm. And like you said a few episodes ago, I can't remember what it was, but it was just like this little pot of gold. You spun off someone else's theory. I think it was like a TikTok thing or something. And you said, just like you shouldn't go grocery shopping when you're hungry, you shouldn't get into a relationship when you're lonely because you're going to pick up the piece of junk that you don't need. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot that I said that. That was so brilliant. Yeah. I also feel like I saw, I've heard this so many times, but I saw like another Matthew McConaughey video today that just like set in stone, but it was like the best things always happen when you're not looking for it. Like if you're out there looking for a relationship, you're kind of just going to force anything that kind of pops up. Yeah. Whereas if you're just content and happy with yourself and just going through life yeah and then something happens then you're gonna be like oh this is good whereas if you're like trying to force it and you're looking for a relationship you just kind of kind of settle for whatever people can smell desperation as well yeah it's like on. yeah they attack I, the weak ones exactly <laughs> so just yeah work on yourself make yourself happy make your life as interesting and fun and full as you possibly can and then mm. the right person will come next question number five How do you know whether you should keep working on a relationship or end it? That's a good one. And I think that's a really tough one as well. I think if you're with someone and you're getting to a point where you're kind of questioning the relationship and you're vocalizing that to them and being like, hey, I'm I'm feeling a little bit like this or I'm feeling a little bit, can we do this to try and like fix things? And how they react to that. If they make conscious decisions to be like, oh my God, yes. And they're like really trying to work on this with you. Or if they're just like, oh yeah, I'm sorry I feel that way. Do it for a week and then go straight back to how they used to be. Don't keep working on that relationship. It's not going to actually get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the work that you're putting in is pointless. It's just wasted energy. But if you have fun with this person, if they make you happy, if you're in love with this person and both of you are trying to find ways for it to work basically, then keep trying. And although I feel like you kind of always have to be trying in a relationship. You do always have to try. It's never perfect and it's never just like easy breezy. Well, sometimes it sometimes is. It's not always easy breezy. Yeah. I think something that you said that was very important though, a key point that you made, mm-hmm. Dr. Chloe, okay. is 
You said that if you are going to them and you're saying you're voicing your concerns about the relationship, I think that's really important. Communication and mm. being like, like, so if you are having doubts or if you're feeling unhappy or unfulfilled in the relationship, you need to voice that mm. in a sensitive way. And then, yeah, then see how they react to it and everything. Number six, when should you introduce the person you're seeing to your close family just before you find out that they cheated on you preferably like a couple hours, hours. <laughs> i think that was a matter of hours because then you get to tell your dad that's exactly perfect because then he can put a face to the name exactly <laughs> seriously <laughs> seriously i think it totally depends on the context it depends how close you are with your family how much you rely on or respect their opinions mm. I think it also... What kind of event it is? Yeah. Like, are you just, like, going around to yours to pick something up and on your way to the beach and you're like, oh, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or are they getting invited to, like... Sunday dinner and it's yeah. a big deal that you're inviting them. Or, or like, Christmas they, lunch. Yeah. Terrifying. Exactly. Or is it, like, they're at an event or they're at a place that your family just happens to be at and mm. so they meet them kind of that way as well? The situation is everything. But I think... I would assume that someone was serious about me if they introduced me to their family, if they made like an actual concerted effort to introduce me to my family, you yeah. know, like ask me over for dinner or something like that. So I would say whenever it feels right for you, I don't think it needs to be once you're official or before you're official. I don't think there's any rules about it. I think it needs to be when you feel right yeah, about it. Yeah, 100% I and agree. what your family's like. If your family's really chill and they like are quite involved in your life and they'd love to get to know them and it'll be like a fun kind of relaxing experience for the person to meet your family. Like as a opposed to, <laughs> As opposed to if they're like going to grill them and they're like really conservative mm, and going to probably... It's like a sit-down dinner with yeah, just you and your parents Exactly, or and they're probably going to like not accept them and stuff like this and it's going to yeah. be this huge big deal. That all like depends as well. Agree. Next question, question number seven. Lucky number seven. Seven. <laughs> How do you know if you're just digmatized? Love this question. Oh, God. Who bloody knows? I genuinely don't no, know the answer to that question. It can be so confusing. I had to think of an answer for this, and it can be, sometimes you can't work it out. But my opinion would be, my advice here would be, when you daydream about them, are you mostly thinking about sex? And are you mostly, like, picturing sexual uh. situations? Like you're getting little flashbacks to like sexual moments and stuff like that. When you think about all the things you like about them, a majority of them physical or about sex. If you are digmatized and you're having great sex with this person, enjoy it. That's fine. Like yeah. it's really fine to be digmatized. Just once again, keep your wits about you and mm. work out that maybe that's it. And also think about their feelings too. You think if you about just want it to be a sexual yeah. relationship, but they're like in love with you. Yeah. And don't make any rash decisions. The whole like term digmatized was coined by Iggy Azalea, which was talking about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. And this was before we knew that Pete Davidson had a great personality but they <laughs> got, yeah. but we did she come up out, with that word yeah she was like she's digmatized and it went viral i love that i don't know if she came up with it but that was the first time Slay. i heard it and it went viral after that but she got engaged like really quickly to him and stuff so don't make any like crazy rash decisions that you mm. might just be getting like blinded by the penis <laughs> I thought as well that if it's the other way around, if you're having sex with a girl and they're really good in bed and you're caught up in that, it should be called clitmatized. Love. TM. TM. That's going to be I also on the I remember, shirts. Yeah. <laughs> clitmatized. Over drinks has me clitmatized. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I remember one time when I was 
dating a guy and I was talking to you about how like my feelings and stuff and you were like okay when you think about how you feel about them if you had to envision a color what would that color be yes and I was like yes <laughs> you were so clever and you were like is it like a fiery like red color yeah or is it like a calming white pure white yeah. and I was like oh red <laughs> yeah because if it's red you're probably getting digmatized yeah this is red is a digmatized color facts guys mm-hmm. red equals digmatized white equals pure love soulmate connection white equals chill relationship chill relate chill relate but i kind of felt a bit white with my exes and all my exes they out in texas all right next, <laughs> next question it's I'm the done. final one I think it's the it final countdown to what number is this China's favorite number, <laughs> number coming in strong. What? Oh, perfect for the last number. What do you do if a guy love bombs you? I'm seeing a really confusing guy. He shows crazy signs of interest, then can act so cold. Wow. A tale as old as time, mm. if you will. Love bombing. I don't think I'm the right person to answer this. <laughs> Well, or are you? Because you've had so much experience with it. Well, I didn't get the cold side. I only got the hot side. Hot, love bombing, obsessed side. Yeah. I think love bombing is like super manipulative. Sometimes Mm. they don't even realize they're doing it. They can just get caught up or they don't realize they're doing it, but they realize they get a specific reaction or a specific result from it. So they're not going into it calculated. Some are, some are. Some may be doing that, but some may be unaware that they're like not thinking okay i'm gonna love bomb her because then if i make her totally attached to the way i make her feel she thinks that i'm totally in love she's gonna fall in love with me i'm gonna have her wrapped around my little finger yeah maybe they're not thinking that but they're thinking i get a good reaction when i do that i get a good result the girl wants to spend heaps of time with me she always falls hard for me girls love that do you know what i mean like Mm. that kind of thing learning from experience so I think we actually had an episode one time when we spoke about what to do if someone's love bombing you. I think it was, oh, that was if you're dating a narcissist, which Mm. does often come hand Hand in hand hand. with love bombing. And so what you need to do is kind of take a step back and you cool off a little bit and you're still making plans with them. You're not putting too much weight into anything that they're saying because you're aware that maybe they're love bombing you and you're just going to see how they react if you cool off a little bit and maybe they want to see you on Saturday. Maybe you say, oh, sorry, I can't see you on Saturday. Can I see you on Tuesday Mm. or something like that and see if they have a really intense reaction to that because if they're actually love bombing you where they want to control you, if they're trying to make you need them and need their validation, crave Mm, their acceptance, crave their attention, then they'll have a negative reaction to that. If you start to not give them that reaction every time, still be nice and still have fun. Cause they could just be like wear their heart on their sleeve, but it does sound a bit sus if they're like really, really hot and really, really cold. Do you know what I mean? The ups and downs are a bit weird. So I would just say he's either hot or cold. You try to bring it to a, a warm level and just yeah. see what happens. And if well, he backs the off, then he's like, this girl isn't right for me. I need someone that's going to be like. Putty in my hand. Yes, exactly. Mm. And then it's also you dodged a damn bullet there as well. Dodged a belay on that one. Don't even worry about it, girls and boys and non-binds. Non-binos. All right. Is that everything? I feel like you were just like full-blown teaching me some lessons there, Lozzie. Teaching the people some lessons. Single clo back on the prowl. Back Kidding. on the prowl this weekend. On, oh, 
Potentially. Potentially. Although this isn't going to come out until next weekend. Oh, yeah. Could be on the prowl again then. All right. So we'll we'll let you know because we're recording this before the weekend. So we'll let you know how it went. But you I'm won't hear finally, that for another week yeah, as well. You don't even know. But you will have no idea what happened. Just imagine the absolute worst. Ugh. Us on the town. I'm finally feeling better. You can hear it in my voice. Still She's dancing. Because that's how I always sound, people. <laughs> that never goes away. And I just have full gone into my husky masculine voice and husky I just can't get mask. out of it. All right. Cheers I need that. to go into my work voice and start speaking like this and just permanently keep myself here instead of being like, oh, hey, lads, let's go. Well... I was just about to say, I prefer your husky deep voice, but then I didn't like the, oi, lads, let's go. But I that feel like that's pirate. something. Yeah. Pirate. Yeah. I don't like pirate. I like podcast. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> She's having an existential <laughs> crisis. It's It's work, Chloe. Pirate, Chloe. Podcast, Chloe. She doesn't oh. know who she is. All right, guys. And on that note, we're going to love you and leave you. <laughs> Cheers, We'll see you. I'll be back for next episode. Chin, chin.